What's up, friends? Nikki D here. Hope you're doing well. I enjoyed my last reading on Hungary and thought I would continue with another topic. I've been doing some tastings this week on fortified wines, exploring Madeira, Sherry, Port, Marsala, Banyols, Vermouth, all kinds of delicious fortified wines, Van de Constance from Constantia, and more. And one of the favorites in there, for sure, is Sherry. So I'm going to do some reading on Sherry, and I'm just going to read until I get blue in the face here, uh, just because I enjoy it, and I want to share with you kind of what I'm interested in um, as time goes on in my study preparations. So Sherry is a place I've actually had the fortune to visit. It was very hot down in Andalusia. And it's a wonderful place. And I have really enjoyed the focus that Sherry has gotten last few years with our sommelier community and um, with even some bars that have really featured it. Uh, One would be 18 Romolo down in San Francisco. And um, it is just, or 15 Romolo, <laughs> what am I saying here? 15 Romolo down in San Francisco, they actually have Hidago Lagitana on tap there, which is cool. And another is here in Seattle, Jar Bar, featuring a lot of foods from Spain and treats such as cockles in a shell. Uh, they have a lot of the Matisse little um, canned oysters and canned sardines and all kinds of little canned things and often hamon on the bone that they'll carve. So thank you, Brian Jar, for opening a great sherry-focused place. And let's dive into it. So I'm going to just read from many different sources. I have two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different sources picked out here. We'll see if I get through about all of them. And I really enjoy studying from multiple sources because I feel like each will have its own voice and focus on different things. I definitely noticed that with the Hungary reading that I enjoyed the different perspectives and emphasis on various areas. So I'm going to start with the same uh, order as I did last time with Wikipedia as the first source. So here we go. This is the Sherry entry. Sherry is a fortified wine made from white grapes that are grown near the city of Jerez de la Frontera in Andalusia, Spain. Sherry is produced in a variety of styles made primarily from the Palomina grape, ranging from light versions similar to white table wines such as Manzanilla and Fino to darker and heavier versions that have been allowed to oxidize as they age in barrel, such as Amontillado and Oloroso. Sweet dessert wines are also made from Pedro Jimenez or Moscatel grapes and are sometimes blended with Palomino-based sherries. The word sherry is an anglicization of Jerez, uh, Sherish. Sherry was previously known as sac from the Spanish saca, meaning extraction from the solera. In Europe, sherry has protected designation of origin status and under Spanish law, all wine label sherry must legally come from the Sherry Triangle, an area in the province of Cadiz between Jerez de la Frontera, San Lucar de Marbena, Barameda, and El Puerto de Santa Maria. In 1933, 
the Jerez Dominacion de Origen was the first Spanish denomination to be officially recognized in this way. Officially named Dio, Jerez Sheresh Sherry, and sharing the same governing council as Dio Mantania San Lucar de Barmeda. After fermentation is complete, the base wines are fortified with grape spirit in order to increase their final alcohol content. Wines classified as suitable for aging as Fino and Mantania are fortified until they reach a total alcohol content of 15.5% by volume. As they age in barrel, they develop a layer of flour, a yeast-like growth that helps protect the wine from excessive oxidation. Those wines that are classified to undergo aging as Oloroso or fortified to reach an alcohol content of at least 17%. They do not develop flour and so oxidize slightly as they age, giving them a darker color. Because the fortification process takes place after fermentation, most sherries are initially dry with any sweetness being added later. In contrast, port wine is fortified halfway through its fermentation, which stops the process so that not all of the sugar is turned into alcohol. Wines from different years are aged and blended using a cellar system before bottling so that bottles of sherry will not usually carry specific vintage here and can contain a small proportion of very old wine. Sherry is regarded by many wine writers as underappreciated and a neglected wine treasure. History Jerez has been a center of viniculture since winemaking was introduced to Spain by the Phoenicians in 1100 BC. The practice was carried on by the Romans when they took control of Iberia around 200 BC. The Moors conquered the region in AD 711 and introduced distillation, which led to the development of brandy and fortified wine. During the Moorish period, the town was called Sherish, a literal translation of the Arabic word from which both sherry and haref are derived. Wines similar in style to sherry have traditionally been made in the city of Shiraz in mid-southern Iran, but it is thought unlikely that the name derives from there. Wine production continued through five centuries of Muslim rule. In 966, al-Hakim II, the second caliph of Cordoba, ordered the destruction of the vineyards, but inhabitants of Jerez appealed on the grounds that the vineyards also produced raisins to feed the empire soldiers, and the caliph spared two-thirds of the vineyards. In 1264, Alfonso X of Castile took the city. From this point on, the production of sherry and its export through Europe increased significantly. By the end of the 16th century, sherry had a reputation in Europe as the world's finest wine. Christopher Columbus brought sherry on his voyage to the New World, and when Ferdinand Magellan prepared to sail around the world in 1519, he spent more on sherry than on weapons. Sherry became very popular in Great Britain, especially after Francis Drake sacked Cadiz in 1587. At that time, Cadiz was one of the most important Spanish seaports, and Spain was preparing an armada there to invade England. Among the spots Drake brought back after destroying the fleet were 2,900 Barrels of sherry that had been waiting to be loaded aboard Spanish ships. This helped popularize sherry in the British Isles. Because sherry was a major wine export to the United Kingdom, many English companies and styles developed. Many of the Jerez cellars were founded by British families. In 1894, the Jerez region was devastated by the insect Phylloxera, whereas larger vineyards were replanted with resistant vines, 
Most small producers were unable to fight the infestation and abandoned their vineyards entirely. Types. Fino, fine in Spanish, is the driest and palest of the traditional varieties of sherry. The wine is aged in barrels under a cap of floor yeast to prevent contact with the air. Mantania is an especially light variety of fino sherry made around the port of San Lucar de Barmeda. Mantania Pasada is a mantania that has undergone extended aging or has been partially oxidized, giving a richer, nuttier flavor. Amontillado is a variety of sherry that is first aged under floor and then exposed to oxygen, producing a sherry that is darker than a fino but lighter than an oloroso. Naturally dry, they are sometimes sold lightly to medium sweetened, but these can no longer be labeled as amontillado. Oloroso, scented in Spanish, is a variety of sherry aged oxidatively for a longer time than fino or amontillado, producing a darker and richer wine. With alcohol levels between 18 and 20%, olorosos are the most alcoholic sherries. Like amontillado, naturally dry, they are often sold in sweetened versions called cream sherry, first made in the 1860s by blending different sherries, in, usually including Oloroso and Pedro Jimenez. Palo Cortado is a variety of sherry that is initially aged like an Amontillado, typically three or four years, but which subsequently develops a character closer to an Oloroso. This either happens by accident when the floor dies, or commonly the floor is killed by fortification or filtration. Jerez dos Dulce, sweet cherries are made either by fermenting dried Pedro Jimenez or Moscatel grapes, which produces an intensely dark, sweet, brown, or black wine, or by blending sweeter wine with grape must uh, with a drier variety. On the 12th of April 2012, the rules applicable to the sweet and fortified denominations of origin Montilla Morales and Jerez Cherish Sherry were changed to prohibit banning terms such as rich oloroso sweet oloroso and oloroso dulce such wines are to be labeled as cream sherry blend of oloroso amontillado or such like the classification of sweetness um, i'll just select a few from this list here fino abv is 15 to 17 percent sugar content zero to five grams per liter going up to and that's the same for mantania amontillado palo cortado and Oloroso, with the exception of uh, alcohol increasing with Amontillado, Palo Cortado, and Oloroso. Dry sherry is going to have 5 to 45 grams per liter. Pale cream, 45 to 115. Medium, 5 to 115. Cream, 115 to 140 grams per liter of sugar. Dulce and Moscatel are going to weigh 160 plus, and Pedro Jimenez, 212. Protection of Sherry. Spanish producers have registered the names Jerez, Cherish, Sherry, and will prosecute producers of similar fortified wines from other places using the same name. In 1933, Article 34 of the Spanish Estutato del Vino, Wine Law, established the boundaries of sherry production as far as Spanish wine denominación. Today, sherry's official status is further recognized by wider EU legislation. Sherry must come from the triangular area of the province of Cadiz between Jerez de la Frontera, San Lucar de Barmeda, and El Puerto de Santa Maria. However, the name Sherry is used as a semi-generic in the United States where it must be labeled with a region of origin such as American Sherry or California Sherry. 
However, such wines cannot be exported to the EU. Australian winemakers now use the term apera instead of sherry, while Australian consumers still use the term sherry. As of the 31st of December 2013, the term apera is now also used by Canadian winemakers. Production. Climate. The Herat district has a predictable climate with approximately 70 days of rainfall and almost 300 days of sun per year. The rain mostly falls between the months of October and May, averaging 600 millimeters, 24 inches. The sun is dry and hot with temperatures as high as 40 degrees Celsius, 104 Fahrenheit. But winds from the ocean bring moisture to the vineyards in the early morning and the clays in the soil retain water below the surface. The average temperature across the year is approximately 18 degrees Celsius, 64 Fahrenheit. Soil. There are three soil types in the Herat district for growing the grapes for sherry. Albariza, the lightest soil, almost white, and best for growing Palomino grapes. It is approximately 40% chalk, the rest being a blend of clay and sand. Albariza preserves moisture well during the hot summer months. Barros, a dark brown soil, 10% chalk with a high clay content. Arenas, a yellower soil, also 10% chalk but with a high sand content. The Albariza soil is best for growing the Palomino grape, and by law, 40% of the grapes making up a sherry must come from Albariza soil. The Barros and Arenas soil are mostly used for Pedro Jimenez and Moscatel grapes. The benefit of the Albariza soil is that it can reflect sunlight back up to the vine, aiding it in photosynthesis. The nature of the soil is very absorbent and compact so that it can retain and maximize the use of little rainfall that the Hareth region receives. Grapes. Before phylloxera infestation in 1894, there were estimated to be over 100 varieties of grape used in Spain for the production of sherry, but now there are only three white grapes grown for sherry making. Palomino, the dominant grape used for the dry sherries. Approximately 90% of the grapes grown for sherry are palomino. As a varietal table wine, the Palomino grape produces a wine of very bland and neutral characteristics. This neutrality is actually what makes Palomino an ideal grape because it is easily enhanced by the sherry winemaking style. Pedro Jimenez, used to produce sweet wines. When harvested, these grapes are typically dried in the sun for two days to concentrate their sugars. Moscatel, used primarily... Um, used similarly to Pedro Jimenez, but is less common. Sherry-style wines made in other countries often use other grape varieties. All right. Fermentation. The Palomino grapes are harvested in early September and pressed lightly to extract the must. The must from the first pressing, the Primera Yema, is used to produce Fino and Mantanilla. The must from the second pressing, the Segunda Yema, will be used for Oloroso. The product of additional pressings is used for lesser wines, distillation, and vinegar. The must is then fermented in stainless steel vats until the end of November, producing a dry wine with 11 to 12% alcohol content. Previously, the fermentation and initial aging was done in wood. Now it is almost exclusively done in stainless steel, with the exception of one or two high-end wines, such as Innocente by Valdespino. They do fermentation in oak. American oak, I think. Okay, fortification. Immediately after fermentation, the wine is sampled and the first classification is performed. The casts are marked with the following symbols according to the potential of the wine. So it's a kind of like a forward slash. A single stroke indicates a wine with the finest flavor and aroma, suitable for Fino or Amontillado. 
These wines are fortified to about 15% alcohol to allow the growth of floor. A single stroke with a dot indicates a heavier, more full-bodied wine. So this looks like a forward slash with a period. These wines are fortified to about 17.5% alcohol to prevent the growth of floor, and the wines are aged oxidatively to produce Oloroso. A double stroke indicates a wine which will be allowed to develop further before determining whether to use the wine for Amontillado or Oloroso. These wines are fortified to about 15% alcohol. A triple stroke indicates a wine that is developed poorly and will be distilled. Oh, bummer. The sherry is fortified using destillado made by distilling wine, usually from La Mancha. The distilled spirit is first mixed with mature sherry to make a 50-50 blend known as mitad y mitad, half and half. And then the mitad y mitad is mixed with the younger sherry to produce the proper proportions. This two-stage procedure is performed so that the strong alcohol will not shock the young sherry and spoil it. Aging. The fortified wine is stored in 500-liter casks made of North American oak, which is more porous than French or Spanish oak. These casks or butts or botas are filled five-sixths full, leaving space of two fists empty at the top to allow floor to develop on top of the wine. Sherry is then aged in the solar system, where new wine is put into wine barrels at the beginning of a series of three to nine barrels. Periodically, a portion of the wine in a barrel is moved to the next barrel down using tools called the canoa, canoe, and rociador, sprinkler, to move the wine gently and avoid damaging the layer of floor in each barrel. At the end of the series, only a portion of the final barrel is bottled and sold. Depending on the type of wine, the portion moved may be between 5 and 30% of each barrel. This process is called running the scales because each barrel in the series is called a scale. Thus, the age of the youngest wine going into the bottle is determined by the number of barrels in the series, and every bottle also contains some much older wine than is stated. Sherry is aged in the Solera for a minimum of two years. A large Solera system may consist of scales that require more than one barrel to hold. The word Solera means on the ground. This refers to the stacking system that was and sometimes still is used with the youngest barrels at the top and the oldest scale, also somewhat ambiguously called the Solera, at the bottom. Of late, sherry producers and marketers have been bottling their wines on Rama, only with a light filtration, and often a selection of favored barrel from a large Solera. Such sherries can be considerably more complex in flavor than the standard bottlings, and according to many, are worth seeking out. In order to allow the sale of reliable average age-dated sherries, the Regulating Council has set up a system that accurately tracks the average age of the wines as they move through the Solera. Two average age-dated categories are recognized. VOS, Very Old Sherry or Vinum Optimum Signatum, 20 years old average age minimum, and VORS, Vinum Optimum Rare Signum, Signatum, Very Old Rare Sherry, 30 years Old average age minimum. Sherry season casks are sold to the Scotch whiskey industry for use in aging whiskey. Other spirits and beverages may also be aged in used sherry casks. Contrary to what most people think, these sherry season casks are specifically prepared for the whiskey industry. They are not the same as the old and largely inactive butts used for the maturation of sherry. Storing and drinking. 
Once bottled, sherry does not generally benefit from further aging and may be consumed immediately. Though the sherries that have been aged oxidatively may be stored for years without noticeable loss in flavor. Bottles should be stored upright to minimize the wine's exposed surface area. As with other wines, sherries should be, should be stored in a cool, dark place. The best fino sherries, aged for longer than normal before bottling, such as Mantania Passata, will continue to develop in the bottle for some years. Fino and Mantania are the most fragile types of sherry and should be drunk soon after opening in the same way as unfortified wines. In Spain, finos are often sold in half bottles, with any remaining wine being thrown out if it is not drunk the same day as opened. Monteados and Olorosos will keep for longer, while sweeter versions of PX and bloody cream sherries are able to last several weeks or even months after opening, since the sugar content acts as a preservative. Sherries traditionally drunk from a copita, also referred as a catavino, in a special tulip-shaped sherry glass. Sampling wine directly from a sherry butt may be performed with a characteristic flourish by a venanciador, named after the special cup, the venantia, traditionally made of silver and fastened to a long whale whisker handle. The cup, narrow enough to pass through the bunghole, withdraws a measure of sherry, which is then ceremoniously poured from head height into a copita held in the other hand. Various types are often mixed with lemonade and usually ice. This long drink is now called a rebojito. It typically is ice-free. Uh, it's typically ice-free equivalent in the Victorian age was the sherry cobbler. In popular culture, many literary figures have written about sherry, including William Shakespeare, Benito Perez Galdos, and Edgar Allan Poe in his story The Cask of Amontillado. Indian cricketer and politician Navjat Singh Sidhu's nickname is Sherry, given to him by his father. Early in the film Diamonds Are Forever, James Bond samples a glass of Sherry, and despite M's protest that Sherry has no vintage year, he correctly guesses the vintage of the base wine, 1851, unmistakable. Frasier and Niles, the brothers Crane, frequently consume Sherry on the TV sitcom Frasier. Sherry, and Amontillado specifically, is heavily featured in Season 3, Episode 10 of Mani Pothan's Flying Circus. Sherry is frequently mentioned in the novel Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy and plays an important role in the narrative. Okay, I'm going to skip the rest of these. Uh, well, that's pretty much it. Okay, so it's interesting. There's some details in here that we might see... Uh, be a little bit different in other sources, such as the number of levels in a Solera. Okay, I'm going to hop over now to Guildsom, and this is the Port Sherry and Fortified Wines Study Guide, and I will read some excerpts here. Fortified wine. Fortified wines, like sparkling wines, are the result of a process beyond simple vinification. Fortified wines are manipulated through the addition of neutral grape spirit in order to strengthen the base wines for the purpose of added body, warmth, durability, and age-worthiness. Through centuries of effort, the world's premier fortified wine regions have developed unique regimes of production and aging. These methodologies or manipulations of the base material have become inextricably linked to the terroir of the wines. 
Port, Madeira, and Sherry represent three great archetypes of fortified wine, yet each is utterly distinct. Sicily's Marsala, France's Vendu Natural, many of Greece's PDO wines, Portugal's Setubal, Carcavelos, and Pico, Sherry's close cousins Malaga, Montilla Moriles, and Condado de Huelva, the many fading traditional styles of the Iberian Peninsula, Tarragona Classico, Rueda Dorado, etc., and the myriad number of New World adaptations cons- constitute the remaining stratum of fortified wine styles. Vermouth and Quinquinas, fortified wines flavored by maceration with additional herbs and spices, Chinchona bark is essential to the flavor of Quinquinas, are properly considered aromatized wines. There are three general methods of fortification. A wine's fermentation may be arrested through the addition of spirit while sugars remain, as in the case of port, or the wine may be fortified after the fermentation has concluded, as in the case of sherry. The latter method produces a dry fortified wine, although the winemaker may restore sweetness by the addition of sweetened wine or grape syrup. The third method, in which grape must is fortified prior to fermentation, produces a mistel rather than a fortified wine. This category was once exclusively known as vin de liqueur, liqueur wines, but the EU has extended its definition to include all fortified wines. The popular connotation reigns in France, where many grape-growing regions are associated with a style of vin de liqueur. In Champagne, there is ratafia. In Cognac, Pinot de Charente. In Armagnac, Flacte de Gascogne. In the Jura, Macvan de Jura. And I will add that in Bourgogne, there is ratafia de Bourgogne. And I think in the Rhone, there's one called Cartagena. Uh, and they're great. Very tasty. So going down now to the sherry specific section of this study guide. Sherry is a fortified wine from Andalusia on the southern coast of Spain. It reaches its apex as a British favorite in, by the 1870s and became one of the first protected Spanish appellations in 1933 with the establishment of Consejo Regulador. Jerez, the hottest wine region in Spain and the home of sherry production, is located within the coastal province of Cadiz, flanked by the Guadalquivir River to the northwest. The town of Chiclana de la Frontera marks the southeastern border of the roughly triangular region. The three towns of Jerez de la Frontera, Oporto de Santa Maria, and San Lucar de Barrameda are at the center of sherry production, and DO regulations require sherry to be matured in and shipped from one of these three municipalities. Sherry is the product of two DO zones, the Jerez Sherish Sherry and Manthania San Lucar de Barrameda. The two DOs share an identical production zone and similar production guidelines, but the latter must be aged in the seaside town of San Lucar de Barrameda. On the coast, the cool Atlantic breezes alleviate the heat of the region, but the effect quickly dissipates as one moves inland. Summer average temperatures may be near 20 degrees Fahrenheit higher in Jerez than in San Lucar. And I'm just going to abbreviate those towns uh, from this point forward to make it easy. The hot, dry Levante wind intensifies the region's heat. Said to drive men mad, 
the howling Levante blows from east and essentially cooks the grapes on the vine during ripening. The humid Atlantic Poniente wind alternates with the Levante and promotes the growth of flor, a film-forming yeast necessary in the maturation of sherry. Three principal soil types characterize the Jerez region, Abrita, Barros, and Arenas. Abrita, a chari, chalky, porous, limestone-rich soil of brilliant white color, produces the best sherry. The moisture-retentive Abrita retains water from autumn and winter rains, while the friable soil structure allows vine roots to penetrate deeply in a search for water trapped beneath its baked, impenetrable surface during the arid growing season. The Snow White Albrita soils are concentrated on the gentle slopes of Jerez Superior, a subregion between San Lucar and the Guadalete River, which flows into the Bay of Cadiz just south of Jerez. 80% of the Appalachian's vines are located in Jerez Superior, and most Pagos vineyards are located within the area of Jerez, including Macharnudo, Añina, and Carascal. Macharnudo, at over 2 thousand acres is the largest pago in Jerez. The more fertile but often difficult but more difficult to work with Barros soils have a higher proportion of clay and are more prominent in low-lying valleys. The sandy arenas soils are more common in coastal areas. Three white grapes are authorized for the production of sherry. Pelomino, Listan is the other name for that, Pedro Jimenez, PX, and Muscatel, Muscat of Alexandria. Palomino, a neutral grape that usually yields, yields lackluster, low-acid table wines, is overwhelmingly preferred for sherry and constitutes approximately 95% of the vineyard acreage in Jerez. Two subvarieties, Palomino Fino and Palomino de Jerez, are encountered in the region, but the former is more prevalent, prized for its higher yields and disease resistance. Moscatel and Pedro Jimenez are predominantly used for sweetening sherry. Varietal bottlings of either grape are extremely rare in Jerez. Moscatel is mainly cultivated in the Arenas soils near Chipiona. Plantings of Pedro Jimenez in Jerez have diminished so greatly that the Consejo Regulador has granted special dispensation, allowing producers to import Pedro Jimenez must from the nearby Montilla Moriles Dio. Generally, growers submit both varieties to the soleo process for a period of one to three weeks, in which grape bunches are dried in the sun on esparto grass mats prior to pressing. Palomino may also be sunned, but rarely for longer than 24 hours, and often not at all. So, a uh, quick side note, uh, this is the first contrast I'm observing, is a um, period of one to three weeks um, of the soleo process, um, different than what we saw on the Wikipedia page. Okay, in Jerez, each vine is commonly trained in the traditional manner of vara y pogar, in which growers prune alternate spurs each year. One year's vara, stick, will be pruned back after harvest to become the following year's pogar, thumb. Today, the harvest typically occurs in late August, and many of the region's vineyards are harvested by machine. Maximum yields are set to 80 hectoliters per hectare in Jerez Superior and 100 hectoliters per hectare elsewhere in the region. Although modern mechanical methods now reign, grapes were traditionally crushed and pressed under the feet of pisadores, laborers, wearing zapatos de pizar, cowhide boots with angled nails on the soles. 
Palomino Fino, the grape used for the majority of sherry wines, must be pressed quickly after picking as it is prone to rapid oxidation. Perhaps because it's low in acid? A maximum 72.5 liters of juice may be pressed from 100 kilograms of grapes. Any additional amount is regulated to the production of non-classified wines or distillate. The must, Mosto di Yema, is divided into three stages of quality. The Primera Yema, free-run juice, accounting for 60-70% to of the total Mosto di Yema, Segunda Yema, press wine, and Mosto Prensa, poor-quality wine, uh, poor-quality press wine for distillation. The free-run Primera Yema uh, and pressed Segunda Yema are fermented separately. Before fermentation commences, the must is acidified. Palomino provides a notoriously low acid must and sulfur uh, then allowed to settle. Traditionally, producers adhered yeso plaster to the grapes prior to pressing, which aided clarification and when combined with cream of tartar, produced, produced tartaric acid. Today, most producers add tartaric acid directly and utilize a system of racking desfangado to clarify the must before fermentation begins. Classically, sherry based wines underwent alcoholic fermentation in new American oak butts of 600 liters, a seasoning technique that would both impart tannin to the wine and leach oak flavor, neutralizing the wood before it was employed in the aging processes. Today, however, most sherry is fermented in temperature controlled stainless steel tanks of 50,000 liter capacity. In either case, the fermentation is divided into two stages, the tumultuous fermentation, a hot and vigorous initial phase lasting up to a week, and the lenta, or slow fermentation, in which high temperatures subside and any remaining sugar in the wine is converted to alcohol over a period of weeks. The delicate base wine of 11 to 12.5% ABV is separated from its lees and the process of transformation begins. Two divergent paths of biological and oxidative aging divide sherry wines. At the conclusion of fermentation, the wine is classified. Each tank is either classified as palo and marked with a vertical slash, or as gordura, marked with a circle. Wines marked as palo are fortified to 15 to 15.5% ABV and are destined to become the more delicate fino or manthanilla styles. Wine marked as gordura are fortified to 17 to 18%, a high level of alcohol that will not permit the growth of flor and will become Oloroso sherries. Neither wine is fortified directly with spirit. Rather, a gentler mixture of grape spirit and mature sherry, mitadi mitad, is used to avoid shocking the young wine. Both sets of wines are transferred to old sherry butts of American oak. Fino and Manthania styles undergo biological aging, whereas Oloroso sherry undergoes oxidative aging. At the heart of the biological process in sherry is the film-forming yeast known as flor de vino, the flower. While the normal yeast responsible for alcoholic fermentation die as the wine's sugar is wholly consumed, a specialized set of yeast species of the genus Saccharomyces arrives to metabolize glycerin, alcohol, and volatile acids in the wine. And as a side note, it also will metabolize any non-fermentable sugars that may be remaining after the primary fermentation. Okay. Humid air carried on the Poniente wind, a moderate temperature between 60 to 7 degree, degrees Fahrenheit, 
an absence of fermentable sugars and a particular level of alcoholic strength, 15 to 15.5 degrees ABV, are prerequisites for the development of fluor. As fluor requires contact with oxygen, it forms a film on the surface of the wine that will protect the liquid from oxidation. As the fluor grows vigorously in the spring and autumn months, forming a frothy white veil over the wine's surface, the heat and cold of the summer and winter, it thins and turns gray. I'm going to read that again. The fluor grows vigorously in the spring and autumn months, forming a frothy white veil over the wine surface. In the heat and cold of the summer and winter, it thins and turns gray. In the past, the growth of fluor determined a particular wine's future. It was a mysterious gift. Today, producers are much more aware of the process and plan each wine's future accordingly. Wines destined to undergo biological aging are sourced from the grapes grown in the finer Alparitza soils and are produced from the Primera Yema, whereas those destined for the oxidative aging path of the Oloroso are produced from the pressed Segunda Yema must. Once a wine has been marked to become Oloroso, its future is certain. Wines that develop under floor will enter an intermediary stage, the Sobretablas, for a period of six months to a year, during which the course of the wine's evolution may be redirected. The wines, now kept in used 600-liter American oak butts, will be monitored and classified for a second time. These classifications are as follows. Palma, fine, delicate sherry in which the floor has flourished, protecting the wine from oxidation. Such wines will generally develop as fino styles. Palma Cortado, a rather robust fino, which may eventually emerge as Amontillado. Palo Cortado, a rarity. Although floor is still present, the wine's richness leads the cellar master to redirect the wine toward an oxidative aging path. The wine will be fortified after Sobretablas to at least 17% ABV, destroying the veil of flora that protects it from oxygen. And as a side note, um, I, we just opened the uh, Cesar Florido um, Pena del Aguila Palacotado, and that's 21.5% ABV. Rea, despite its initial promise, floor growth is anemic or the protective yeast has died completely. The wine's robust character is reinforced by further fortification to 17 to 18 degrees, and the wine emerges from Sobretablas sobre as an Oloroso. Dos Reyes. The wine's floor has disappeared, but its character is rough and coarse. Characterized by high levels of volatile acidity, these wines are either blended and sweetened for lower-quality sherry, or removed from the sherry-making process, often finding new life as sherry vinegar. After the second classification, the sherry wines are ready to begin the long aging process. In 2010, authorities decreased the minimum Solera aging required before bottling from three years to two. Rarely are sherry wines marketed as vintage wines. Most enter a system of fractional blending known as the Solera, wherein a new Añada, vintage, wines enter an upper scale or tier of butts known as Criadera. Several descending Criadera scales separate the young wine from the Solera, the tier of butts from which the wine is drawn unbottled. There may, there be, there may be as few as three or four Criaderas, or as many as 14. For every liter of, drawn, of wine drawn from the Solera, two, formerly three, must remain. Thus, the, the Solera butts are only partially emptied, 
and refreshed with wines from the first Creed era in movements of wine known as Trasiegos. The first Creed era is then refreshed with wines from the second Creed era, and so forth. In this manner, a solera, derived from the Latin solum, or floor, will theoretically continue, con, continue um, some small portion of it, oh, I see, will theoretically contain some small portion of its original wine, regardless of its aged. age. Solera wines are often marked with the year the solera was started. The solera system is integral to biological aging, as floor requires certain nutrients and oxygen to survive. The movement of wine from one butt to another provides oxygen. The addition of añada wines produces, uh, provides a constant influx of nutrients for the floor to prosper. While not necessary for oxidative aging, many Olorosa wines are nonetheless aged in their own solera systems. Fino Sherry is a light, delicate, almond-toned style characterized by high concentration of acetaldehydes, a salty tang, and a final alcohol content of 15 to 18%. As fino matures, the floor may finally disappear. In this case, the fino begins to age oxidatively, taking on a more robust hazelnut character and slowly increasing in alcohol. If the loss of its protective veil is not ruinous and the wine is of good quality, it has the capacity to evolve into a fino amontillado, finally becoming an amontillado as its flavor, strength, and color deepen. The final alcohol content of Amontillado must be between 16% and 22%. The production of true Amontillado is a laborious process, and soleras devoted to the wine are expensive to maintain. The darker Oloroso, meaning fragrant, demonstrates spicy walnut tones and a smooth mouthfeel. Oloroso must range from 17 to 22% ABV. The rare Palo Cortado combines a rich body and color of an Oloroso with the penetrating yet delicate bouquet of an amontillado, and is generally greatly prized by sherry aficionados. These styles, Fino, Amontillado, Oloroso, and Palacotado, are Generoso wines, totally dry in character. San Lucar has its own classifications for Generoso wines. Mantenia Fina, Mantenia Pasada, and Mantenia Olorosa. Mantenia Fina is similar in style to Fino, although the harvest occurs about a week earlier, and the resulting wines are lower in alcohol and fortified to a lower degree. In addition, Mantania wines are entered into and moved through the Solera more quickly than a standard Fino. Mantania Passata, like Fino Amontillado wines, lose the protection of floor and begin to show some oxidative characteristics. So these are the Generoso Sherry styles, Fino Amontillado, Oloroso, Palacotado, Mantania Fina, Passata, and Olorosa. Although sherry may be bottled as a dry Generoso wine directly from the Solera, it is more likely to be sweetened and blended before sale. The final blend is assembled on a small scale, often in a glass or test tube, and then applied proportionally to the wine at large. This process is known as the Cabaseo. Base wines entered into the Cabaseo must have a minimum ABV of 17.5%. Several sweetening agents are available to the sherry producer. Dolce pasta, dulce, dolce or dulce, uh, dulce de uh, almibar and mistela produced from the must of San de Moscatel or Pedro Jimenez grapes. Pedro Jimenez is preferred but expensive. Dulce pasta, mistela produced from San Palomino is the most common sweetening agent in modern Jerez. Dulce de 
uh, almibar, a blend of invert sugar and fino, is rare. The sherry house may also adjust the color of the final wine with vino de color, a non-alcoholic concoction produced by a combination of boiled, reduced syrup, and fresh must. Okay. It, if reduced to one-third of its original volume, the syrup is called sanocho. If reduced to one-fifth, the syrup is called arrope. Vino de color, naturally, also adds a level of sweetness to the wines. Generoso liqueur wines produced by this blending process include pale cream, a lighter, fresher style blended from fino wines, cream, a darker, denser product of blended oloroso, dry, a paler style that actually contains a fair amount of sweetness, and medium, a rich amber sherry that may include amontillado in the blend. Producers may legally label medium sherries with additional terms such as golden, milk, or brown. Such terminolo terminology reinforces the long-standing importance of the British market and the historic British control of the shipping houses and bodegas of Jerez. In the past, shippers relied heavily on almacenistas when configuring their blends. Like the parchadistas of Madeira, almacenistas would purchase young wines, age them, and sell them to shippers at proper maturity. The role of almacenistas today is minor, and the term itself has been trademarked by Lustau. Although the role of Muscatel and Pedro Jimenez in sherry production is often supporting, wines produced solely from the sun grapes are occasionally sold as vino dulce natural or naturally sweet wine. The moniker is misleading as the wines are fortified after a par partial fermentation. Sugar content for both wines ranges from 180 to 500 grams per liter. In 2000, the Consejo Regulador for Jerez created two new subcategories two new categories for sherry wines of certified age, VOS and VORS. VOS, Vinum Optimum Signatum, or Very Old Sherry, may be applied to Solera wines with an average of 20 years. For every liter of VOS sherry drawn from Solera, at least 20 liters must remain. VORS, Vinum Optimum Rare Signatum, or Very Old Rare Sherry, may be applied to Solera wines with an average age of over 30 years. 30 liters must remain in the Solera for every liter withdrawn. A tasting panel certifies all VOS and VORS wines, and only Amontillado, Oloroso, Palo Cotado, and Pedro Jimenez wines are authorized for consideration. So no fino. Approval to use either label only a place applies to an individual lot of drawn wine, not the entire Solera. The Consejo Regulador may certify an indication of age of either 12 or 15 years for use on a label. In such cases, the certification applies to the entire Solera, not just a particular lot of wine. The sherry making process is a complicated venture littered with many tiers of classification. The above information is best digested over a glass of fino properly served in a copita, with some of its traditional table mates, olives, Iberian ham, almonds, and a plate of shellfish, grilled sardines, or Spanish mackerel. Cool. Okay, friends. Gonna keep on trucking here. Are you still with me? Okay. Let's hop over now to the what is this? Sotheby's Wine Encyclopedia. 
fifth edition by Tom Stevenson. Sherry Country, page 379. On the 1st of January, 1996, Sherry gained exclusive use in Europe of its own name, which had suffered decades of abuse by producers of so-called sherry in other countries, especially Great Britain and Ireland. The governments of these countries had shamelessly vetoed the production of sherry's name when Spain joined the common market in 1986. Such are the blocks and checks of the European Union that took 10 years for this legislation, allowing the abuse of sherry's name to be reversed ensuring that the name Sherry, also known as Hereth or Sherish, may now be used only for the famous fortified wines made around Cadiz and Jerez de la Frontera on the south of Spain. Due to the Sherry industry's own folly in trying to compete with these cheaper fortified ripoffs, the vineyards of Hereth got into massive overproduction problems, but this is recognized in the early 1990s when lesser quality vineyards were uprooted, reducing the viticultural area from 17,500 hectares to the current 10,600 hectares. Sherry's Ancient Origins The Venice roots of Sherry penetrate three millennia of history back to the Phoenicians who founded Gadir, today called Cadith, in 1100 BC. They quickly deserted Gadir because of the hot, howling Levante wind that is said to drive men mad, and they established a town further inland called Jera, which some historians believe may be the Sherish of Hereth today. It was probably the Phoenicians who introduced viticulture to the region. If they did not, then the Greeks certainly did, and it was the Greeks who brought with them their Hepsema, the precursor of the Aropes and Vinos de Color, that add sweetness, substance, and color to the modern-day sweet or cream sherries. In the Middle Ages, the Moors introduced the Spain to the Alembic, a simple pot still with which the people of Jerez were able to turn their excess wine production into grape spirit, which they added, along with Arope and Vino de Color, to their new wines each year to produce the first crude but true sherry. The repute of these wines gradually spread throughout the Western world, helped by the English merchants who had established wine shipping businesses in Andalusia at the end of the 13th century. After Henry VIII broke with Rome, Englishmen in Spain were under constant threat from the Inquisition. The English merchants were rugged individualists, and they survived, as they also did remarkably, when Francis Drake set fire to the Spanish fleet in the Bay of Cadiz in 1587. Described as the day he signed the King of Spain's beard, singed the King of Spain's beard, it was the most outrageous of all the Drake's raids, and when he returned home, he took with him a booty of 2,900 casks of sherry. The exact size of these casks is uh, not known, but the total volume is estimated to be in excess of 150,000 cases, which makes it a vast shipment of one wine for that period in history. It was, however, eagerly consumed by a relatively small population that had been denied its normal quota of Spanish wines during the war. England has been by far the largest market for sherry ever since. The uniqueness of Jerez sherry. It is the combination of Jerez soil and climate that makes this region uniquely equipped to produce sherry. 
a style of wine attempted in many countries around the world, but never truly accomplished outside of Spain. Sherry has much in common with Champagne, as both regions are inherently superior to all others in their potential to produce a specific style of wine. The parallel can be taken further. Both Sherry and Champagne are made from neutral, unbalanced base wines that are uninspiring to drink before they undergo the elaborate process that turns them into high-quality, perfectly balanced, finished products. The famous Albariza soil. Jerez's Albariza soil, which derives its name from its brilliant white surface, is not chalk but a soft marl of organic origin formed by the sedimentation of diatom algae during the Triassic period. The Albariza begins to turn yellow at a depth of about one meter, three feet, and turns bluish after five meters, 16 feet. It crumbles and is super absorbent when wet, but extremely hard when dry. This is the key to the exceptional success of Albarizzo as a vine-growing soil. Jerez is a region of baking heat and drought. There are about 70 days of rain each year with a total precipitation of some 50 centimeters. The Albariza soaks up the rain like a sponge, and with the return of the drought, the soil surface is smooth and hardened into a shell that is impermeable to evaporation. The winter and spring rains are imprisoned under this protective cap and remained at the disposal of the vines, the roots of which penetrate some four meters beneath the surface. The Albariza supplies just enough moisture to the vines without making them too lazy or overproductive. Its high active lime content encourages the ripening of grapes with a higher acidity level than would otherwise be the norm for such a hot climate. This acidity safeguards against unwanted oxidation prior to fortification. The Levante and Poniente winds. The hot, dry Levante is one of Jerez de la Frontera's two alternating prevailing winds. This easterly wind blow dries and vacuum cooks the grapes on their stalks during the critical ripening stage. This results in a dramatically different metabolization of fruit, sugars, acids, aldehydes, which produces a wine with unusual balance particular, peculiar to Jerez. Alternating with the Levante is the wet Atlantic Poniente wind. This is of fundamental importance as it allows the growth of several Saccharomyces strains in the microflora of the Palomino grape. This is the poetically named Sherry Flor without which there would be no Fino in Jerez. Sherry's classic grape varieties. British Sherry expert Julian Jeffs believes that as many as 100 different grape varieties were once traditionally used to make Sherry. And in 1868, Diego Parada y Barreto listed 42 in use. Today, only three varieties are authorized, Palomino, Pedro Jimenez, and Moscatel Fino. The Palomino is considered the classic sherry grape, and most sherries are, in fact, 100% Palomino, although they may be sweetened with Pedro Jimenez for export markets. How sherry is made. The harvest. 20, year, or 20 or more years ago, it was traditional to begin the grape harvest in the first week of September. After picking, Palomino grapes were left in the sun for 12 to 24 hours, Pedro Jimenez and Moscatel for 10 to 21 days. Older vines were picked before younger ones, and Pedro Jimenez and Moscatel were picked, first of all, because they required longer sunning than Palomino. At night, the grapes were covered with esparto grass mats as a protection against dew. 
This sunning is called the soleo, and its primary purpose is to increase, increase sugar content while reducing the malic acid and tannin content. Although some producers still carry out the soleo, most harvest in the second week of September and forego the soleo for all grapes but Pedro Jimenez and Muscatel, used for the Swedish sherry. The grapes are now left in the sun for far fewer than the traditional 10 to 21 days. The yeso. Traditionally, prior to the pressing of the grapes, the stalks are removed and a small proportion of the yeso, of yeso gypsum is added to precipitate tartrate crystals. This practice, which is dying out, may have evolved when growers noticed that grapes covered by alberitza dust produce better wine than clean ones. Alberitza has a high calcium carbonate content that would crudely accomplish the task. The pressing. Traditionally, four laborers called pisadores were placed in each lagar, open receptacle, <laughs> to tread the grapes, not barefoot, but wearing a zapatos de pizar, heavily nailed cowhide boots to trap the pips and stalks undamaged within the nails. Each man tramped 58 kilometers on the spot during a typical session lasting from midnight to noon. Automatic horizontal, usually pneumatic presses, are now in common use. Fermentation. Some sherry houses still ferment their wine in small oak casks, purposely filled only to 90% capacity. After 12 hours, the fermentation starts and continues for between 36 and 50 hours at 25 to 30 degrees Celsius, by which time as much as 99% of the available sugar is converted to alcohol. After a further 40 or 50 days, the process is complete. Current methods often use stainless steel fermentation vats and yield wines that are approximately 1% higher in alcohol than those fermented in casks due to an absence of absorption and evaporation. The Magical Floor For the majority of sherry drinkers, Fino is the quintessential sherry style. It is a natural phenomenon called floor that determines whether or not a sherry will become a Fino. Floor is a strain of Saccharomyces yeast that appears as a gray-white film floating on a wine surface, and it occurs naturally in the microflora of the Palomino grape grown in the Herath district. It is found to one degree or another in every butt or vat of sherry and manthania, but whether or not it can dominate the wine and develop its floor depends on the strength of the Saccharomyces and the biological conditions. The effect of floor on cherry is to absorb remaining traces of sugar, diminish glycerin and volatile acids, glycerin is the same as glycerol, and greatly increase esters and aldehydes. To flourish, floor requires an alcoholic strength of between 13.5 and 17.5%. The optimum is 15.3%, the level at which vinegar-producing acetobacter is killed. A temperature of between 15 and 30 degrees Celsius. A sulfur dioxide content of less than 0.018%. A tannin content of less than 0.01%. A virtual absence of fermentable sugars. Cask classification and fortification. The cellar master's job is to sniff all the casks of sherry and mark on each one in chalk how he believes he or she believes it is developing according to a recognized class, cas class, cask classification system. Cask classification system. At this stage, lower grade wines, those with little or no floor, are fortified to 80% to kill any floor. 
thus determining their character once and for all, and there, thereafter protecting the wine from the dangers of acidification. The floor itself is a protection against the acetobacter that threatened to turn the wine into vinegar, but it is by no means invincible and will be at great risk until it's fortified to 15.3% or above the norm for pheno and is not truly safe until it is bottled. A 50-50 mixture known as mitad-mitad, mitiado, or combinado, half pure alcohol, half grape juice, is usually used for fortification. However, some producers prefer to use mature sherry for fortification instead of grape juice. Further cask classification. The wines are often racked prior to fortification and always after. Excuse me. The wines are often racked prior to fortification and always after. A fortnight later, they undergo a second, more precise classification. But no further fortification or other action will take place until nine months have elapsed, after which they will be classified regularly over a period of two years to determine their final style. The Solera Blending System Once the style of sherry has been established, the wines are fed into a fractional blending system called Soleras. A Solera consists of a, stone, of a stock of wine and cask split into units of equal volume but different maturation. The oldest stage is called the Solera. Each of the younger stages that feed it is a criadera, or nursery. There are up to seven criaderas in a sherry solera, and up to 14 in a manthania solera. Up to one-third, the legal maximum of the solera may be drawn off for blending and bottling, although some bodegas may restrict their very high-quality old soleras to one-fifth. The amount drawn off from the mature solera is replaced by an equal volume from the first criadera, which is topped up by the second criadera, and so on. When the last criadera is emptied of its one-third, it's refreshed by an identical quality of añada, or new wine. This compromises. This comprises light-classified sherries from the current year's production and aged up to 36 months, depending on the style and exactly when they are finally classified. The Styles of Sherry the development of a sherry can be natural so that a fino can, without the help of increased fortification, turn into an oloroso. Thus, a natural oloroso may have developed with the aid of flour, whereas the increased fortification usually used to turn a fino into an oloroso would prevent the development of flour. A palo cortado can develop from either an amontillado or an oloroso. A genuine fino sherry can surprise everyone and turn into an oloroso. Almacenista or Bodegas de Almacenado. This is not a style, but a category of increasing interest among sherry enthusiasts. An Almacenista is a private stockholder whose pure unblended sherries are held as an investment for 30 years or more, after which they are in great demand by large bodegas, who use them to improve their commercial blends. Lustal, itself an Almacenista until the 1950s and now part of the Caballero Group, was the first to market the concept, making these purest of sherries available to consumers, and they registered Amasanista as a trademark in the process. All styles of sherry and menthania exist in Amasanista form and are, by almost definition, guaranteed to be of extraordinary quality. 
Fractions on the label, such as 1 8th, 1 7th, or 1 40th, indicate the number of barrels in the solera from which it was drawn. Therefore, the lower the denominator, the number below the line, the greater the rarity of the wine, and consequently, the more expensive it will be. I'm going to read that again. Fractions on the label, such as 1 8th, 1 7th, or 1 40th, indicate the number of barrels in the solera from which it was drawn. Therefore, the lower the denominator, the number below the line, the greater the rarity of the wine, and consequently, the more expensive it will be. Amontillado. With age, a fino develops an amber color and cask and becomes a fino amontillado. Then, after at least eight years, a full amontillado, when it takes on a nutty character and acquires more body. A true amontillado is completely dry, with between 16 and 18% alcohol, but will often be sweetened to a medium style for export markets. The term amontillado means mantilla style. It was originally used to distinguish a sherry with characteristics similar to those of mantilla, then part of the Jerez region. Ironically, it was illegal for producers of mantilla to use the term amontillado under the Spanish Republic, thus sherry could be made in a mantilla style, but not mantilla. Under the EU, however, this has changed, and once again, Montilla houses are shipping Montilla Amontillado. Brown. This sweetened Oloroso is usually, but not always, of lesser quality than Oloroso. High-quality brown sherries used to be very popular in Scotland. Cream or dark. An Oloroso sherry that is usually sweetened with Pedro Jimenez, the quality of which can range from commercial to extremely good. East India. Some sources believe that this rich, sweet, Madeira-like style of sherry dates back to as early as 1617, but the practice of shipping sherry to the Orient and back gradually disappeared during the 19th century with the advent of steam-driven ships. It was revived in 1958 by the owners of the Ben Line and Alastair Campbell, an Edinburgh wine merchant, when they sent a hogshead of Valdespino Oloroso on a 32,000-kilometer round trip to the Far East, but although the style survives, the effects of the sea voyage, as with Madeira, are now replicated in the cellar. Producers include Lustau and Osborne. Fino. A palma is the highest quality of fino sherry and may be graded in a rising scale of quality. Dos palmas, tres palmas, cuatro palmas. A palma cotado is a fino that has developed more potty, body has a very dry but smooth almondy flavor, and is veering toward Amontillado. An entrefino has little merit. <laughs> Few finos remain fino with age and cask, which is why genuine old fino sherry is rare. A fino is light, dry, and delicate. Its florino should overpower any acid aldehyde. This style is best appreciated straight from the cask. When it is crisp and vital, as it quickly tires once bottled and under further declines rapidly as soon as it is opened. Until producers are required to declare the bottling date on the label, fat chance, the only sensible advice is not to buy Fino until the day you want to drink it and once opened, consume the entire contents. Don't keep it. The wines are invariably 100% Palomino with an alcoholic strength between 15.5 and 17%. Hmm. Mantania, sea winds in the San Lucar de Barmeda area, 
create a more even temperature and higher humidity than those found in Hereth itself, which with the tradition of allowing more ouillage, empty volume, in Manthania cask encourages the thickest, widest, and most vigorous growth of floor in the region. Fino is therefore the most classic style, but Manthania too has its Fino Amontillado called Passada and Amontillado Oloroso and various intermediary styles are also produced, but these are invariably sold as sherry rather than Manthania, even when they are exclusively composed of the latter. Okay. Um, uh, Manthania Amontillada. Fuller than a Passada, but lighter and more fragrant than Jerez Amontillado. This is less common than the previous two, but can be excellent. Producers include Barbadillo and Lustau. Manthania Fina. Manthania sherry made in San Lucar is relatively modern. Early picked Fino. Its production differs from that of a traditional Fino in that its fortification is lower and the Solera system more complex. A true Manthania Fina is pale, light-bodied, dry, and delicate with a fine floor nose, a touch of bitterness in the palate, and sometimes even a slightly saline tang. See Fino style about freshness and when to consume. These wines are usually 100% Palomino with an alcoholic strength of 15.5 to 17%. Manthania Passara. When a Manthania begins to age, it loses its floor, gains alcoholic strength, and becomes the equivalent of a Fino Amontillado, known in San Lucar as a Passara. These wines are invariably 100% Palomino with an alcoholic strength of up to 20.5%. Producers include Barbadillo, Delgado, Zuleta and Hidalgo. Milk, sweetened Amontillado, usually of lesser quality. Moscatel, occasionally releases of this wine can be rich, raisiny delights. Oloroso, Oloroso means fragrant, and when it is genuinely dry, rich, and complex from age, I find it certainly has the great finesse and is most rewarding wine in Hereth. Much of its character is due to the relatively high fortification it receives and generous glycerin, glycerin content that develops without the aid of floor. The alcoholic strength of these wines usually ranges between 18 and 20%. Some high-quality, sweeter, dessert-style Olorosa wines are also produced. So dry producers would include Barbadillo. There's a bunch here listed. Uh, Valdespino, Sandeman. Dessert style, Gonzales Bias, Sandeman, Feldspino. Pale cream. Pale cream is sweetened, usually lesser quality, Fino sherry. Pale dry. This style is synonymous with Fino. And Palo Cortado. This wine cannot be deliberately made, nor even encouraged. Palo Cortado Solera is very difficult to operate. Only one bite in a thousand turns into a true Palo Cortado. A law unto itself, it is a naturally dry wine with a style somewhere between Amontillado on the nose and Oloroso on the palate. But this description does not by any means convey the stunning richness, nutty complexity, and fabulous finesse which really must be experienced to be believed. It should be totally dry, but some sweeter dessert-style Palo Cortado wines are produced and can be wonderful. Like Palma, Paulo Cortado 
may be graded dos cortados, tres cortados, cuatro cortados. Uh, producers include Hidalgo, Lustau, Valdespino. Dessert style, Osborne, Sandeman, Wisdom, and Warter. Pedro Jimenez. Although it is primarily produced as a sweetening agent, Pedro Jimenez is occasionally released in limited bottlings that are invariably very old and utterly stunning. These are huge, dark, deep, powerfully rich wines piled high with complex yet succulent, raisiny, muscovado flavors. These bottlings of Pedro Jimenez can be compared in quality, weight, and intensity, though not in character, with some of the oldest and rarest Australian liqueur muscats. Puerto Fino. This is a Manzanilla-type sherry that is produced in El Puerto de Santa Maria, where the winds are almost as legendary as those in San Lucar. Cast classification in the cellar. Chalkmark. One slash. Unarea. One slash with uh, kind of an apostrophe-looking thing. Rea y punto. Two slashes. Dos reas. Three slashes. Tres reas. Ve. Vinegar. So this is the first classification. So una rea is light and good. Will probably be a fino. Fortify up to 15.5. Rea y punto. Slightly less promising. Undecided. Fortify to 15.5. Dos Reyes, less promising to be Oloroso, fortified at 18%. Tres Reyes, coarse or acid, usually distill. Second class classification. Y shape, palma, a wine with breeding, has floor. Uh, Rea, one slash, is a fuller wine, no floor. Dos Reyes, tending to be coarse, no floor. Gridiron, looks like a hashtag or a pound symbol. No good at all, no floor. Fur further class cask classification. Y, palma, Y-shape, palma. Light and delicate, Fino Sherry. This is a Y with a slash horizontally. Um, palma cortada, fuller than a Fino. In character... It's going to be a Fino Amontillado or Amontillado style. It, this looks like a plus sign, Palo No floor, but exceptional, full-bodied, and delicate. Rea, this is a one slash. Darker fuller, not breeding floor. Medium quality Oloroso. Two slashes, Dos Reyes. Darker and fuller, but coarser. Low quality Oloroso for blending cheap sherries that are usually sweetened. Checkmark. Pata de Galina. A rea that has developed the true fragrance of a fine Oloroso. Top quality Oloroso to be aged and kept dry. Grape sweetening and coloring agents. The most traditional and most important sweetening agent in the production of sherry, although gradually giving way to other less expensive ones, is that made from pure overripe sun-dried Pedro Jimenez grapes, known as PX. After the soleo or stunning of the grapes, the sugar content of the PX increases from around 23% to between 43 and 54%. The PX is pressed and run into casks containing pure grape spirit. This process, known as muting, produce, produces a mixture with an alcohol level of about 9% and some 430 grams of sugar per liter. This mixture is tightly bunged and less left for four months, 
during which time it undergoes a slight fermentation, increasing the alcohol by about 1 degree and reducing the sugar by some 18 grams per liter. Finally, the wine undergoes a second muting, raising the alcoholic strength to a final 13%, but reducing the sugar content to about 380 grams per liter. Other sweetening agents are Muscatel. This is prepared in exactly the same way as PX, but the result is not as rich and its use, which has always been less widespread than PX, is technically not permitted under DIA regulations. Dulce Pasa. Preparation is as for PX and Muscatel, but using Palomino, which achieves up to a 50% sugar concentration prior to muting, its use is on the increase. This must not be confused with Dulce Racimo or Dulce Apagado, sweetening agents that were once brought in from outside the region and are now illegal. Dulce de Almibar or Dulce Blanco, a combination of glucose and levulose blended with fino and matured. This agent is used to sweeten pale colored sherries. Levulose, L-A-E, L-A-E-V-U-L-O-S-E. Sancocho, a dark-colored, sweet, and sticky non-alcoholic syrup that is made by reducing unfermented local grape juice to one-fifth of its original volume by simmering over a low heat. It is used in the production of Vino de Color, a coloring wine. Arrope, this dark-colored, sweet, and sticky non-alcoholic syrup made by reducing unfermented local grape juice to one-fifth its original volume. It is also used in the production of Vino de Color. Color de Masatilla. This is the finest vino de color and is produced by blending two parts arrope or san cocho with one part unfermented local grape juice. This results in a violent fermentation and when the wine falls bright, it has an alcoholic strength of 9% and a sugar content of 235 grams per liter. Price stocks are often matured by Solera. Color remendado. This is a cheap, commonly used vino de color, which is made by blending arrope or sancocho with local wine. How the fermented sherry develops. The larger bodegas like to make something of a mystery of the floor, declaring that they have no idea whether or not it will develop in a specific cask. There is some justification for this. One cask may have a fabulous froth of floor, looking like dirty soap suds, while the cask next to it may have none. Any cask with good signs of dominant floor will invariably end up as fino, but others will, with either no floor or ranging degrees of it, may develop into one of many different styles. There is no way of guaranteeing the evolution of the wines, but it's well known that certain zones can generally be relied upon to produce particular styles. So, Anina Fino, Balbaina Fino, Carascal Oloroso, Chipiona, Muscatel, Los Tercios, Fino, Marcharnudo, Amontillado, Mandroñales, Muscatel, Miraflores, Fino, Mantania, Rota, Muscatel, Sanlucar, Fino, Mantania, Tejigo, Coloring Wines, Torre Breba, Mantania. Factors affecting taste and quality. Location. This winemaking region is situated in the province of Cadiz, around Jerez, in the southwest of Spain. Climate. This is the hottest wine region of Spain. Generally, the climate is Mediterranean, but toward the Portuguese border, 
the Atlantic influence comes into play, and further inland around Montilla, Montilla Morelis, it becomes more continental. It is the Atlantic-driven Poniente wind that produces the floor yeast of Finocheri. Aspect. Vines are grown on all types of land, from the virtually flat coastal plains producing Manthania, through the slightly hillier Sherry vineyards rising to 100 meters, to the higher gentle inland slopes of Montilla Morelis, and the undulating Antequera Plateau of Malaga at some 500 meters. Soil. The predominant soil in Jerez is a deep lime-rich variety known as Alparitza, which soaks up and retains moisture. Its brilliant white color also reflects sun onto the lower parts of vines. Sand and clay soils also occur, but although they are suitable for vine growing, they produce second-rate cherries. The equally bright soil to the east of Jerez is not Alparitza, but a schistocalcareous clay. Viticulture and vinification. Vinification is the key to the production of Great fortified wines, for which this area is justly famous. Development of a floor yeast and oxidation by deliberately underfilling casks are vital components of the vinification, as, of course, is the Solera system that ensures a consistent product over the years. The larger the Solera, the more efficient it is because there are more butts. Montilla is vinified using the same methods as for sherry, but is naturally strong in alcohol and so less fortified. Great varieties. Moscatel Gordo. Blanco, Muscat of Alexandria, Palomino, and Pedro Jimenez. Okay, so I am going to pause there for now. And uh, I've got a tasting in the morning, and it's 3 a.m. now. So let's pause here, and we will do part two another time with Peter Liam's book uh, and Jancis, Sherry Notes. And uh, Talia Bayoki's book. So plenty more left to learn about Sherry. And uh, have a good day, good evening, and I will catch you soon. Thanks, friends. Bye.